This episode is brought to you by the feature film Walla Flesh, a vintage comedy. A faded musician and lovable curmudgeon must reassemble his motley band of misfits in order to provide for the spermatozoan that got away. Streaming now on Amazon. This is another episode of Unnecessary Talk with Brian Sturgis, and I am that Brian Sturgis. Our guest today is actor and festival director of the Die Laughing Film Festival, Ray Chow. I've actually been to Albany. Have you really? Yeah, I've been there, but like in February. So I don't have very fond memories of Albany. Gray. I remember it was gray and rainy and cold. But I remember it was really beautiful. Like we were downtown Albany, it was really beautiful. But I, I'll tell you, the first it's time much. I went to, first time I went to Albany, it was like middle of the night, and I was like, oh, I want to go see the uh, the Niagara Falls. <laughs> so I'm like, and it was like, it was a huge, it, yeah, it was, it wasn't that far. It was like um, Albany to Niagara Falls. That's like, yeah. a, that's like a four hour drive. Was it that long? Anyways, it was a fiasco, and I never even saw him because I. Then found out later you have to go to the Canadian side to really appreciate. The yes, the New York side. Sucks. They don't tell you so that. Like, yeah, they don't tell you that until you're there. And I'm in the fog, in the snow, and I didn't even see the falls. I did hear them, but I never saw them. Yeah, they have universal health care, the better view yeah. of the falls. <laughs> they keep people like me out. Like they really got something going on up there. They do. They you know, do. plus they have caribou. I don't know if you're a caribou fan. Uh, yeah, I do like caribou. I like their, uh, they're very flamboyant with their, uh, antler. Yes. Not yeah. like, you know, not like reindeer. They or, really you know. introduce themselves when they walk into a party. They, they yeah. want to be seen. They yeah. walk antler. I mean, but isn't that funny? That's how that's their whole life. That's their whole thing in life. Like we're worried about having a, you know, a, a, a big, uh, a private area, but they're just like, it's all about the antlers in our community. Right. That's, and, that's, and, and they're probably like their whole life, like not knocking things, knocking things over and stuff like that. And yeah, they're trying to go through like, yeah, two caribou in a house in a, <laughs> right. two, in a China shop, right. Where the, right. Which, uh, um, well, what's that old joke? Uh, a bull in a oh, China bull. shop. A bull in yeah. a caribou. We'll update it. Well, imagine if uh, you're a caribou in uh, isolation in a small studio apartment <laughs> yes. with your partner caribou. How do you buy headphones? I guess, well, the ears are on the on the head, right? So I guess yeah. you could still do it. Yeah, I guess Ignore so. that. Ignore that. Yeah. So you probably would have a hard time buying a hat. Yes, yes. Well, would you... Would you want, I think maybe the visor community, I yeah. feel like like that, you know, if you want, if you, you, you know, you have the sun out of your eyes and you have that around, I think that or, would be great. Or a caribou should buy those hats that have like horns on them. You know, yes. <laughs> it'd be like caribou and then hat and then horns. I love it. I don't, I don't see why not. I think, I think caribou fashion is set to make a comeback. I think it's going to happen. Yeah, it, it's a, you know, that's, that's the key to success. You got to find your niche and you just got to like claim it. <laughs> yeah. Much like comedy, which is, which right. hasn't happened. So Ray, my man, you are a wonderful actor. And I got to tell you, because the amount of research we do is, you know, various IMDb searches and, uh, and, re- and I saw your different reels and you have done a lot of gigs. You've done a lot of commercials. You know, um, yeah, I have done, I've been really, really lucky. Uh, I've been hey, at it a cool. while, you know, so, uh, oh, I like your shirt. I just saw your shirt. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I think uh, everyone kind of has their own, uh, like, kind of path in this in this industry. And it's really hard not to kind of look at other people and say, oh, why can I be there? Or why can I be here? But I think, you know, with me, I've been really lucky. I just do things that I like with people I like. And uh, I will That's say, yeah. And, and the nicest thing I think about my resume, if I can toot my own horn, is I end up working with people more than once. And I think that that's a huge compliment. I think it doesn't matter what industry you're in. You know what I mean? I, and I tell people all the time, at the end of the day, you want to work with people you want to work with. Like everyone can right. say the line, you know? Like I just think it's crazy when you go to casting and, and, they look at a hundred people for 
here's your coffee, sir. And then you, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> you're one like, and you're like, really? Like I was not, I couldn't deliver that line, but it's like, you know, it's all about, you know, relationships and, you know, right. Who, you know, I mean, that's how yeah, we're not, I just can't for any sort of comedy stuff, unless I need, you know, a friend that I don't have or a kid or something. I mean, I just cast my friends because all the friends are in comedy. So why wouldn't you just, you know? And and also I think when you rely on those relationships, there's a bit of um, like, like, you know, they're not going to flake on you. You know, I I think that that. Yes. Well, sometimes, I mean, but it's a big problem, I think with low budget, you know, I mean, sure. Money talks, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, at the end of the day, you can't fault them. It's like, you know, if they've got a paying gig. But on the other hand, uh, I always tell people the stress of producing something is literally you do not know if it's going to go until the morning of the shoot. Like, literally, like, like, literally, yeah. You know how I'm with you. I understand. Uh, But, you know, especially, but when it's your project, you're just like, please show up, please show up. I know, yeah. And uh, I, I've definitely had people not show up. I've had people yeah. show up, not, you know, they haven't learned their lines and, yeah. and you know, I mean, and, it ha- and it, things happen in life, but often they haven't, like they just didn't do yeah. it. You know what yeah. I mean? And then, uh, well, it could go the other way. It, it could be, you know, because of that familiarity, they could think like, oh, it's just Brian. He'll, he'll be cool. He'll I think that's fan. kind of what it yeah. is. And then I think when people show up and they're like, oh, there's a sound per like all of a sudden yeah. they, they're maybe doing the math and doing the time that it takes. And all of a sudden, then I have noticed that. Then they're like, I didn't think this was a, I remember one actor showed oh. up and said, I didn't <laughs> think this was a real thing. Right, exactly. So he he just didn't learn his lines. And then, of course, you know, I'm dying a thousand deaths because, you know, every minute, you know, as a business person, as the, as a producer, as, right, as the executive producer, you're, you're doing, oh, well, that was a half an hour wasted. But so how many yeah. hundreds of dollars did that just cost me? No, it, it is interesting. Which I've never done before. I think it's a, oh, you look, you look like, uh, you look taller now. It, you know, it's a great experience, uh, you know, spending your own money on a project, you know, I think uh, I've been on expense accounts before and, you know, I've lived it up. But then when it's like your own money, you're like eyeing the crafty table and you're like, okay, that was his third donut, you know. And you're dying donuts. a thousand Yeah, days. Yeah, you're yeah, like, try, yeah, you're trying know, to, <laughs> trying to, you know, yeah. spread the bread out. I mean, and then I had, uh, you know, I've had people show up, fill-ins, you know, so basically I've had, when I try to hire people, right, you want to hire and they use their friends, right? I'm just hiring the cinematographer. If you got a sound guy that you right. use, that's great. Whatever. You you have your friends, bring your friends on, I'll pay, it's all good. Right. And they fill in people. I mean, I had a last minute fill-in on sound. I, w- I won't go far into the story because I told it before, but basically I had a, uh, someone show up who lied about what they could do couldn't oh. do it, still cash the check. And then it cost me thousands of dollars in time to make up for someone's lie. And it's just like, man, like, and I think, you know, just like the landlord situation that's happening with paying, you know, if, if you're a corporation, like it's fine, but if you're running from your friend, like, you know, you gotta, <laughs> you know, you gotta business, business is when it's your dime, you it's it's rough to see it go away and people don't respect it and and in business you must take a loss right you're never going to make you, your stock will never go straight up right it's a you're going to lose some days you're going to lose money other days you're going to make it but you know for be, sure your own boss but you know i think um you know i think this industry <laughs> you're kind of encouraged to say yes to everything you know mm. and i remember like so many times I, I haven't been burned that bad, but like, you'll see us a, a posting for a casting. You'd be like, Oh yeah. Like I could be a, um, a Benihana chef. You know, how hard could it be to learn how to juggle knives, you know? And then you get the audition and then you're like YouTubing, like, how do you, you know, make <laughs> yeah. it, how do you do the garlic swirl or whatever? You know? I haven't been to Benihana a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But my favorite, the only time I really got burned was it was like, oh, you have no problems with tarantulas, do you? And I'm like, no, not at all. <laughs> and then, of course, I get there and they had a tarantula. And so I did the whole thing with a tarantula. And that was actually not that bad. But yeah, then they're like, hey, how about bad. scorpions? And I was like, 
No, like scorpions. That's right. Wildcat, the, the tiger yeah, king comes right, in. Right, right. <laughs> How about this wild cougar? <laughs> right, right. But you know what it is? It's like, I'm sure you've done that. You submit to something and you're like, Oh, I could be a Cirque du Soleil aerialist. Like, how oh, hard can it definitely. be? Definitely. I went for yeah. a, like, a, it was a Lowe's esque commercial for a lawnmower uh-huh. company. And it, you had to do the riding mower. And it was like, do you have experience? I was like, well, I wrote, I did one once when I was 12. So yeah. I went to the audition. It, it did not go well. I did not get the part. And yeah. as I was doing, he says, hey, we're done here. Yeah, he just kind of stopped it. He knew that I was going to cut off someone's foot or something. Right, 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 right. He called it. And then this other guy did it right before me, and he he was so good at it. Like, he had obviously owned his own landscaping business, and at the very end, he hopped off. Like, he hopped off in this kind of masculine, like, I've done it. I was like, oh. I don't know. And then, what is. And then they, they pan up and he's made this intricate maze <laughs> yes. in, in the lawn. He signed his like, name yeah, right with a the... logo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like... yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, auditioning is a whole nother process of going in and. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I don't remember what auditions are like anymore because of uh, <laughs> all this crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, I kind of like that auditions were moving mostly online unless you had to for the second audition. So when I, when I do casting, I'm not going to, as an actor who doesn't want to make somebody get in the car, you got to drive from studio city to Hollywood. You got to find park. It's like, and it takes, you know, two to four hours for five minutes worth of time in the audition. It's just not cost effective. I don't even know why they're spending the money to have the room. Right. Yeah. For the first round, just video submissions or do this, and then uh, and then bring it in. But the amount of time, so I won't go anymore. I've done the math because actually, you get to a point where you don't need to say yes all the time because you're like, I don't need that credit anymore. You you built enough of the small ones. You want to keep building up. Yeah, I think it's it's actually a double edged sword. It's because on the one hand, I I like self submits too. But sometimes it takes two to three hours to get the self-submit done, you know? Oh, yeah, you I don't. You got to find someone. You got to set up. The, I mean, unless you have, like, a, a space in your house. Like, I don't. I have a dog. I have housemates and stuff like that. I got to find someone. I end up now, I actually just go to a studio and just pay them 20 bucks and do it. It's, like, it's quicker that way, you know? But at the end of the day, I like to be in the room because, you know, I think everyone has their own strategies and, I think one of the biggest mistakes I made was when I first moved here, I like followed everyone's advice, you know? So it's like, oh, don't shake hands. Don't smile. Don't say hello. Don't do this. And then finally, I was like, you know what? I just gotta, I just gotta be me. You gotta be you know? me. I was just about yeah. to say that. Because I was like, you know, if they're not going to cast me because I said hello, you know, well then that set is going to suck. Like, you know, and, and then also like, if they don't want me to be like spontaneous or funny or friendly, they're going to hate me on set. You know, they're going to be like, right. Oh, you want to do you. Yeah. You, you want to show up and you want to yeah. show them who you are, your yeah. personality. Here it is. Why waste the time? It's about building confidence, right? You feel yeah. more comfortable as an actor now. I definitely think, uh, the majority, if not all of the, like, especially commercials, I think they see so many people and we're also interchangeable. And it just kind of depends on who you're paired with sometimes. So, you know, I tend to overanalyze things and I'll give you a perfect example that's specific to me. So if, if I'm going into a commercial casting for a family, okay, and, they, and, and I'm playing dad, if it's, a, if it's a daughter, I actually have a better chance because the pool of Asian young girls, talented, is higher. As opposed to there's fewer young Asian boys that are auditioning, okay? So if they don't know what they want, they're like, oh, we just want family. We're seeing boys and girls. Um, then that's kind of an even playing field. But if they're looking for a boy, but they're not sure of like what ethnicity they want, like let's say like they, we don't want, we're, going to, we're going to go ethnic. So we don't know if we're going to go Asian, African-American, or Latino. I'm at a disadvantage because they have to cast the boy first. They're not going to cast an Asian I dad. Like, oh, he's perfect. Yeah. Now we got to find the kid. He's got to kind of look like him. He's got to be able to do the lines. He's got to be able to follow directions. And the pool is smaller. So they start with the kid. They go, oh, that kid is great. Let's find a dad. You know, so I think that 
you know, at the end of the day, you know, you just got to go in there and you got to like convince them that you're the right person. And sometimes that's by being friendly or, or, or an antidote or something, some sort of connection. I, I, I booked a McDonald's specifically because the, uh, wow. the camera guy said, Hey, those guys are from Chicago. Cause I said something about Chicago. Like we were actually, there was like a pause. And then I said some joke about, well, you know, I was born in Chicago. Like I was, uh, if, it was if I was doing a monologue. And so the camera guy left. He goes, Hey, those guys are from Chicago. And it turned out the entire callback room was from Chicago because McDonald's is based in, McDonald's, in Chicago. Oh, I didn't know that. So, yeah. So we had this huge long conversation about Chicago and McDonald's. Um, and then I think I was perfectly fine in the callback. And so I booked it because I think they got to know wow. me, you know, for those, for that two minutes, you know, but congratulations. I mean, that's a, that's a great, I mean, that's McDonald's. You don't get any better than that for a commercial. Well, it, it ended up not being so great. Cause, cause, uh, they it's Hollywood lie. It's great. I know. You made millions. <laughs> you made millions, right? Come on. I made, I made McMillions. They, uh, yeah. they, they shot four, uh, seen four uh commercials for this big ad push and then mine never aired because they stopped the promotion before mine aired so well, I'm that's sorry. In, hey hey kids if you want to come to hollywood my advice is don't and then second <laughs> yeah and second is like man there are so many aspects of hollywood i had no idea until you like get slapped in the face with it like i had no idea there was such a thing as you film, you book a commercial, you film a commercial, and then you get this letter. I don't know if you've ever had the misfortune of this. You get this letter from some organization, and they're like, oh, we reviewed the commercial. You're not in it, so you're not getting paid. You're like, oh, my God. You know, so I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing until I got edited out of a commercial, and then you you don't get the residuals. That's messed up. I, I yeah. had, there was this ice, I won't say the name of the iced tea company, uh-huh. but I, Lipton, Lipton. no, actually, what, no, it was like a ginger beer company. I don't want to say the name, but okay. it, was, it was like ginger beer, or like a ginger ale. I don't know. Whatever. Something. Just say it was Corona. They're getting all the blame anyway. Yeah. Now. Whatever. This is, by the way, don't mind the, don't mind the, the general dander that's coming down and, and killing me. Uh, uh, what was it? What was I saying? I lost it. You you did a lemonade. Oh, the iced tea. Yeah. Pay attention. It was iced tea, or ginger okay. ale, or something. Whatever it was, uh, ginger. It was a ginger beer. So I went, and there were hundreds. And I'm like, and so we're in a parking lot, and there are maybe two to three hundred people all auditioning, right? And I was like, what? We're just all uncovered in a in a in this. <laughs> you know, parking lot. And I sit there hours and hours and I, you know, six, seven, eight, eight hours go by and you go up and you try the ginger thing and they filmed you and then you left basically. And then, you know, you know, you only get paid if you get it. I never got it. And then their commercial was, they just picked those people auditioning. Nice. Right. So at the end of the day, if you could, tell their rage think about the hours and time of people and they in the whole commercial was 15 seconds and they used three people that said mm, i love it but the amount of time and actors that we're talking maybe 300 actors they brought just to see who looked the best to sip their thing so they have no respect no respect whatsoever just pick just cast just cast but I mean, I, I will never drink their product. Whatever their product was, ginger. I, I would see it if I saw it. It's I would ban all ginger, all ginger beers. I would ban all ginger beers. But yeah. you know, also I think what's shady about that is you're basically you did the work. You know, like you you well you the time. Them. That's why I've stopped going to kind of any sort of bullshit audition that I don't think is going to be fun. Like I don't feel the need to go to. If someone reaches out, I don't, if I don't want to do it at all, I mean, I've turned down projects before. I got, I went out and I got, it was basically like a reality show thing where it was um, like a restaurant show, right? And the audition was that I was the manager of the restaurant and uh, like a kitchen nightmare sort of thing. And I'm just yelling at the staff. So I go in and there's, they were doing maybe 25 people in a room at a time and just circling through. And 
uh, I went and it was just, so just to yell and a bunch of people were going and which is weird because you're all standing in a room around watching other people audition, right? So they're talking and then um, they're, he's yelling, you know, they're yelling, but they're kind of timid and whatever and blah, blah, blah. And the girls. So I get this, this poor, this poor innocent little girl comes up and they say, go. And I release an Italian tirade, like a New York, just, I went, I, I went off and she froze. And she could not move. And then they said, cut. And I said, that was, thank you. And the whole room had stopped. Because I mean, I, you know, I just, I, just, I just did what you do. I went a little, right. maybe a little overboard. The whole room stopped. And then they kind of all kind of laughed. And I said, have a great day. Because I, I wasn't really mad, right? You're pretending. Right. And they called me. And I didn't want to do it because you had to sign a release saying uh, an NDA. So that it would go out to, to NBC, but then people would think that I'm a manager of a restaurant. Oh, right, right, right. And, you know, I, I'm not, so I was like, I don't want to do it. So but the production company called me for like two years to do all these shows, but I don't want to do a reality. It's not, it's not my thing. It, you know, Wait, was, so are you saying reality TV is not reality? I'm saying that I want to do what I enjoy doing. It's like, I love all sorts of music, but I didn't, you know, but I don't want to maybe, I don't want to go to a ska concert. You know, I'll listen, I'll listen to a song or two, but I don't want to, you know, I want to do what I want to do. I, my time is valuable to me because I'm old. And, you know, at this point in my life, I want to do what I want to do. And if I don't want to do a, I felt no need. I mean, sure, I could use the money, right? Who couldn't use a check? But I don't want to be known as a manager of a restaurant and then I can't say that I was acting. I just have to be that guy. So I'll be recognized that, as the guy who's yelling at people. But then there could be the, uh, the spinoff, the restaurant manager redemption, where you become a nice guy. But I, I don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, just, I just, it just doesn't even, I mean, if it, if it was like a reality show where you follow comedians around or, yeah. something that, or you know, musicians, that would probably be something that I would be into. But just, you know... I don't, I don't want people to, to think that I'm a manager of a restaurant, which is fine, but I can't say that I was, I can't even put it on the, on the reel. And then they, the whole thing came out where it was fake and then they canceled it because everybody was mad. So well, did, yeah, of course. And then also, I think it's also interesting how um, reality TV is, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to deny the popularity of reality TV. And then it's like, I watch some of the shows. And I'm like, are they really, really acting? Because that's some pretty good acting. But then uh, other times I'm like, oh, that's totally fake. Like that makes no sense. So it's just, I don't know. It's an interesting um, aspect of the industry. And what's also interesting is there's so many reality TV shows that you don't even know about. Like we know about the biggies. But like, if you ever go to like a smaller production company, I remember I was sitting in, a, in the waiting room and I saw the wall and I was like, it was like, you know, mafia children's cousins. And you know, like all these, right, these yeah. cause they're all like copycat, you know, right, unnecessary you know, shows, yeah, unnecessary <laughs> shows that, that just fill this void of content. It's like, you know, house hunters, Siberia, you know, for albinos, you know, it's like, <laughs> Oh my know, God, I think I'd watch that. It's, yeah. it's such a, whew. yeah. Cause they're, where are you, sir? Cause they take an idea and then they like put some straight right, twist on it and suddenly it's like a new show. So it's definitely, um, All right, so I, I'm going to have to ask this. What are your <laughs> guilty pleasures in terms of reality shows? Like what's oh, the one that you watch that you're like, Oh, well, let's see. You know, what is really interesting is I used to watch, some of the housewives, not all of them, but I used to watch some of them. But now there's this really good podcast that recaps them. And the podcast is longer than the episodes, but it's so entertaining. So I don't even watch the episodes. I just listen to the podcast. You've stolen they, the content. They've yeah, stolen the viewer. And they do like, they like make fun of them and they, they mimic them. And it's just hilarious. Literally, I've listened to like uh, recaps that are an hour and 20 minutes you know, for, for a one hour show. So, so that, that has, you know, really been interesting. And then I, you know, I'm still an old school survivor fan, which is, Oh yeah. 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 That, that was the, that was, that's the one that started it. Right. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's really interesting. Like I get really emotional in that show because I, 
I think, you know, it's very primal. Like you see these people suffering and, and then like every little thing, they're so grateful for, Oh my God, like, you know, and, it, and, and not that I learn anything from it, but I was like, I don't know, maybe I enjoy watching them suffer. And then like the little highs and lows that they have. They thought it would be easier, right? So no, they get really emotional for some reason. So what do they want? They, they you know, I a, used to love to watch Project uh, Runway, believe, oh, I, believe it or not. When that first yeah. came out, I was like, yeah. this is kind of, you know, not my normal yeah. show, but it's so beautiful, yeah. the, the creativity yeah. behind it. You know, they have, uh, so Heidi and Tim, I'm on a first name basis with them. Yes. Heidi and Tim have their new show called Making the Cut. I saw oh, the where? promos. Yeah. Oh, we shouldn't say their name if they're not sponsored of your podcast. So no, they are. But any, oh, okay. They are. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Heidi and I, we I don't want it well. <laughs> Plus, Tim and I, you know what? Don't ask too many questions. <laughs> Both yeah. of them. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Wait, is that Heidi that's um, releasing all the 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 debris behind? Yeah, that, that's all of her uh, previous Victoria's Secrets yeah. lotion yeah. that's it's coming off. Yeah, yeah. It's her glitter. It's Heidi Klum glitter. Yeah, yeah. For, but um, for sure. that making the cut is like, it's, I don't know. I, I think the verdict's out on it. Like, I liked it, but then you go online and like all the trolls are like, are, are bashing it, you know? But what's interesting on that show is Naomi, Naomi Campbell is, uh, mm. is a judge. Good and she lady. is so mean. She's like, <laughs> and that's her, she's that's like, her role, right? She's big. Yeah. She, I'm sure the yeah. producer said, are right, you yeah. going to be, you're going to be the mean one. <laughs> You're he she's like your restaurant manager. Like yeah, she's right. like the cast. She's like, yeah. Talk about making the cut. She's taking scissors and like stabbing them in the back. But you should take a look at it. It's on uh Amazon Prime. Is is Amazon Prime a sponsor? Oh yes, because that's oh, okay. where Wall of Flesh of Vintage Comedy you can watch <laughs> yeah, that's on. That's right. You can watch <laughs> that currently on, yeah. uh, on Amazon oh, and so Amazon then, Prime. Yeah, then we can plug them. It's on Amazon Prime. It's on Amazon. Well, we're partners together. The, the yeah. Amazon family and I, we go way back. Doug Amazon yeah. and his wife, Deborah. They're wonderful people. The, the donations that they make are incredible. You know. Oh, I know. Are they, are they funding this whole uh, just project? The mic. I think my tongue touched the mic, which has never happened ever. I think I'm too close. I think if your tongue touches the mic, you could probably back up. Did I need to call it out? No, but you know, and I also, I also saw you try to sip like a drink. Like you didn't want anyone to know. Oh, no, I wasn't. I, you, no, it was because I, well, we, I have it down here. So I want yeah, it, it looked like you were, uh, you know, guilty and like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wasn't hiding. I was just going like, See now it looks like it's in your nose and your yeah. That's Hollywood. We don't we don't need to talk about that's what the stuff is floating around. <laughs> don't don't worry. It's the eighties. We'll do real estate too. Yeah, it's the magic. But I, I yeah, I remember Project Runaway. I think I had a girlfriend at the time who was watching it and I got into it. I'm not even gonna lie. I thought it was great. It was when Christian Soriano Serrano, yeah, Serrano. Yeah, when he when that's yeah. when, I mean, how long ago was that? That must have been yeah. 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that, you know, I think that that was, uh, you know, I think it was an interesting show because it, it was character based, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, have, it was uh, definitely, yeah, sure like they casted the, it. The, the, yeah, the wardrobe was important, but that was like, kind of like the icing on the cake. It was really the drama leading up to the, the runway, you know? Yeah, that wasn't, I was more into the actual, you know, I, I had never known about fashion and never in my life has fashion a conversation come up so i i never had i never thought about design fashion design I, I you know so i was learning about an art form that i i had no idea i mean obviously yeah. someone has to make a suit or a dress right. but i didn't actually ever spend any mental time thinking about how things are constructed and things like that and also i think you you learn to appreciate like wow that's a real talent it's a real art form um well, when you see the bad ones, you're like, oh, just like anything else. You see something in beauty, you're like, oh, okay. But then you realize how much work it had to be to, to be I, that beautiful. I also think how it's an interesting twist on reality when all these competition shows, they put arbitrary time limits on everything, you know? Right, it, yeah. Like in real life, like, okay. Yeah, that's for the, yeah, like you can do this surgery, but you have 30 minutes, you know? <laughs> it's like... That would actually be kind of awesome. I, I would so watch that. If there was a doctor show where you had to save their life or that you, you kill them, right? You have 30 minutes or we right. just... I mean, we can call it, uh, 
making the incision or something. And we can like have all these doctors, you know, and we give them like, okay, so your patient has an epidectomy, needs an epidectomy, you know, uh, um, you know, like take their appendix out. They need, uh, yeah, they need a trichotomy, all these things. And then they only have a finite amount of time. I think that would be kind of cool. And then they, they take the pen, right? And they right. just they put it in the guys and they're blowing it like the movie, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> Wasn't there a movie where they, made, where they made fun of that, where they were trying to do it and they were like, we don't, don't do it to me. I don't need it. I feel like that uh, was done in something. All I can think of is the scene in Pulp Fiction when he does the... Oh, you, the plunger. Pad. Yeah. But apparently that was filmed backwards. That shot. Oh, he... Oh, like that? So they yeah, he did that. So yeah, that's, that makes sense. So little hey. little Hollywood moment here because we're wow. celebrities of love, you know. This is the uh, insider. Oh yeah, yeah. That movie made a huge impact. Uh, I, for me, I was in high school and I had never seen anything like that. And I think that's yeah. what really got me into film. Was at that time the three movies were The Blues Brothers, Blade Runner, and uh, here we are. You know, it's beautiful. Fiction. You know, I, I, I do think that um, one of the good things of all this isolation is you, you really have time to kind of catch up on things and, re- yes. you know, go back and watch things. Or yeah, hopefully sure. there's also time to like, you know, contemplate, you know, yourself and, you know, things like that. But uh, I don't know. Those classics are just amazing, like Pulp Fiction and. Blues Brothers. Oh man, why well, I'm from Chicago, so I was in Chicago when that movie came out. Oh, uh, I could never get enough of that movie. And, that, that uh, was it. I mean, that's what the Wall of Flesh. The whole point was it's a it's a stupid, you know, dick jokes satirical take on the Blues Brothers. You know, a man's getting the band back together. You know, that's definitely could see the influence of that. You know, the, the car, the whole, you know, the having Gracie, the Wall of Flesh cars, the, like the Blues hey. Mobile, and they call and Josh Willis's character was named Jake Elwood. By coincidence, I don't think so. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I'm not trying to hide it. I mean, the whole point is I make, I was making fun of all the movies where you, you go and you get the band back together, you know? Oh, I just got a text from Heidi Klum. She says, where can I see Wall of Flesh? Oh, you can see it on Amazon. Oh, it, right now? Right now. It's currently oh on Amazon. Oh, my God, you're kidding. So you can watch her show, which is what? What's her show again? Making the Cut. So, at, you know, so... Go in between. You know, you do a little bit of both. A little watch this. Whatever well, you want to do. Well, Making the Cut is being released weekly, so there's only four episodes. So you oh, can watch wow. four episodes of Making the Cut, and you can watch one episode of Wall of Flesh. <laughs> one, one ninety-one minutes of uh, of insanity. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, shout out also, if I may. Yep. Give yourself a shout out. You you do the work to promote yourself. Well, uh, this is a little festival called the Die Laughing Film Festival. It's in Hollywood. Um, and that's how I met Brian. Yes. You know, um, that's uh, one of the benefits of running a festival is you get to meet the filmmakers. And I mean, first of all, you get to see all this amazing content. Um, and then you get to meet filmmakers and just learn about their process and, you know, make connections and and I think it's a great environment. I love film festivals. I mean, that's why I started yes. a film festival is because, you know, uh, good film festivals with good environments are really nurturing, you know, and they're really like positive. Uh, although I've been to some not so positive film festivals, sure. but, um, you know, it's a great opportunity. And I, I think for me, you know, the goal was always to have a film festival where, you know, it's not like there's like, Oh, you know, Steven Spielberg is going to be there. It's like, no, it's, it's like, I want people with like kind of at the same level, you know? Yes. And independent filmmakers that can potentially collaborate, learn from each other, share resources and stuff like that. It doesn't work if you have like a bunch of A-listers and then a bunch right. of like, you know, it, it really doesn't, they don't mix, you know, they, they don't have anything. In it's a different there. game. It's a different business yeah. model. It's not, it's not. Yeah. That's why when sometimes, uh, so we have a screenwriting portion of the festival where, uh, we actually put on uh, scenes from screenplays, you know, and the writers get to uh, watch the actors perform it. And, you know, sometimes I'll get inquiries like, oh, well, are you going to have any agents there? Or are you going to have any producers there? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, first of all, like, I would love to have producers come to the screenwriting reading, but 
I think if I had those kind of connections, I'd pitch my own screenplays. For right. That's not you know what, what it's for. Yeah, it's, it's like, that's not what it's for. And it's like, you're welcome to bring producers. And I do invite producers, but I'm honest. I'm like, you know, the chances are of a producer sitting there and reading your screenplay and being like, oh, that, I got to have it. Like, you got to guess. They're I mean, that, the odds of that are... Yeah. They're, and where they're going to have the money. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just, that's not how Hollywood works. Yeah. Just within their own network they're getting inundated with scripts, you know? Sure, they might like it. And, and, and I have had inquiries from, um, like I, I had one uh, filmmaker say, oh, I really like that actor. Can you put me in touch with them? I want to use him for a project. That's so those things dream. are, that's wonderful. But again, they've got to be kind of in the same arena, you know? Like it doesn't make sense to have CAA come to the Die Laughing Film Festival because he has no need for any of these. People. Right. So, right. Um, yeah. Well, it's, it's, when you understand that, it, that it's show business. Yeah. Once you realize that well, so, so let me thank you for having the project in the festival. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you. Now you also put something in your brochure for the movie. Do you remember what oh, you, yeah, I, I know exactly what it was. It that was, that was, it's a collector's piece right now. I mean, yes. It's on eBay. I think it's the last bidding I saw was $5,000. Uh, yeah. That's what I saw for. Yeah. 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 It was a picture of my butt. <laughs> <laughs> so but from, it was, it was tasteful though. It was, it was, it's the screenshot. It's the title card from the movie. It happens to be my a tattoo on my butt because I'm classy. Yeah. <laughs> and you, and you, Oopsie, want to set the, you want to set the, you want to set the tone right off. The bat. Yes. I want you, I want <laughs> I want you to know that this movie is going nowhere quickly <laughs> for 90 minutes. Uh, but the, the, the film festival circuit. So I, I haven't announced this to anyone, uh-huh. but I, this year I have started my first film festival, which is for very, which is for comedy only uh-huh. called the poor life choices, comedy film festival. Nice. And I did not promote it to my circle because it's not, I don't care in a good way. I put it, I'm more worried about the people that are looking to get in the festival, right? Because I could just tell all my friends about it and they'd all submit, but that's not what it's about. It's about, like what you said, I I was looking for a place because comedy is obviously not taken as seriously as dramas. And so there aren't a lot of comedy film festivals in comparison. And I, and I also have an appreciation for comedy that's a little blue, that's dark, that um, uh, is diverse. You know, I really wanted uh, a festival where like-minded people, low-budget people that are making very funny content, that they don't get to be seen in these festivals because a lot of these are for families. So you're not going to have, you know, like, you know, Wall of Flesh is a, is a prime example. It's only appropriate for certain sort of festivals, which is limiting. Right. If I do a mob piece, then I can be in a million of them. But, you know, uh, blue comedy, stoner comedies, dark comedies, it's uh, a different. So I, I started it and I promoted only fil- through Film Freeway. And um, it was actually I was supposed to put notifications out April 1st and we were having it around 420. So it's going to be 419. And I shrunk it down to one day at the complex because the complex is where I started comedy. Right. So basically, for the last you know nine months, this festival has been has been growing, and I've actually wanted to reach out to you uh, to speak to you about your experience in, in leading one. But then, obviously, you know, starting a couple of months ago, everything kind of was going slowing down, and, and they didn't know to a point now where it's completely closed. So I'm disappointed because I want obviously it's you know, and all of the ticket sales were going to go to um, the children's hospital. Right. So I, you know, I'm not, this is, um, ticket sales will, will all be donated. So that didn't get to happen. What I'm, so obviously it's it been postponed. There's no theaters to have it. So I yeah. spoke to film freeway about, I, I may change it this year, depending on how long this goes and just making the first year online, but I've already paid a deposit at the theater. Right. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. and so I'm, postponing for now but i spoke to them so let's say in 90 days the theaters are still closed then i'll change it for this year and do some sort of online thing and party but the point was to meet i want like-minded comedians to meet and by taking a little bit of profit i can do a little good and donate and donate that so if um 
an email that I did not send is if the theaters don't open back up, then I'll donate all of the money that would have gone to a physical location to the children's hospital, you know, and well, you know, you know, this is the whole experience is supposed to be for fun and, and yeah. uh, who knows what's going to happen now. That's super exciting. And, and I think one of the reasons why we kind of have a connection, even though, you know, we, we don't know each other that well is that's exactly how I approach my film festival. I did do not promote it to my friends. Yeah, I mean, now, now they know, but literally it was, I was on the same page and I, I feel the same way when I do like a theater project or a live, a live theater project. It's like, yeah, like I can get all my friends to come, but then I might as well put it on in my garage. You're like, Hey, let's right. put on a show. You know, the point is you want to bring in people who are not directly related to you. Or There's no class. point for it's, it's business yeah. because right. it, it is a right. business, right? right? At the end of the day. So it's just not worth the time. It was funny. There was one person who was interested and they didn't even want to do it. I was like, you know, uh-huh. I mean, then don't, then don't do it. It's like, you know, I, I think a lot of people, what they're missing in this town is a business part, which isn't always easy, but it's show business. It, it's, it's, you know, they're, yeah. they're funny. And, um, but I, I will do the online film festival if I have to, but I know that the whole point is for people to meet, right? So you have right. a block of short films, you know, let them meet. I'm sure the people that submitted want to meet other like-minded people yeah. and do it. And I don't want to take that away from them. But you and I both don't know, you know, we have no idea what's going to happen. Uh, well, you know, let's, let's have a conversation uh, afterwards and I'll give you an, I'll give you an idea of what I'm doing with die laughing. Cause die laughing is scheduled for May 8th and 9th. Okay. So, so you're, okay. Yeah, it's probably not going to go. And um, I'm a little bit less flexible because this is our fourth year. So it's, you know, so I can't, right. I can't delay it six months and then have the other, you know, like I it messes up the schedule. Whereas luckily you're in your first year. So you have a little bit built in flexibility, but I'm set in on these May dates. Cause I yes. have, a, you know, so it was just mess up the whole thing. And, you know, you want to create that kind of momentum, you know, with the time frame. So yeah, uh, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Tell yeah. Me. I've come up with a good solution, but oh, I can't, I haven't announced it. So I'll tell yeah. you. Uh, yeah. Well, this is the first time I've ever mentioned yeah. it to anybody yeah. ever yeah. because you know, wow. it's, but I had wanted, it's funny. I wanted to reach out to you and, and uh, uh, my other buddy who has one too, just about yeah. just, you know, to learn from you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, you know, not that I know everything about everything, but with, I can tell you what works for me and, and sure. what, what yeah. problems I found because I'm sure they're universal. You know, I think sure, yeah. uh, when I talk to other festival directors and now you're one of the elite. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, 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 yes. So, so me, you, Robert Redford, yes. Robert De Niro. No, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Two Bobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know which Bob I'm talking right. to on a conference call. It can be very funny. Right. But, Plus Robert um, Durst, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyways, uh, it, it's a great environment. And, and I'm glad that someone like you is going to be part of it because I think you're going to create a really good culture, you know, film festival culture. And that's really important. You know, I think it's amazing when, you know, people come back and say, oh, this is what I liked about your film festival. Like, you know, it was, we felt very welcome and stuff. You know, because at the end of the day, like, it's all business. I, you know, there's not a lot of bells and whistles, but I'm very right. upfront. I'm like, you know, it's at a black box. It's a very nice, you know, environment because we get to mingle and stuff. And, um, you know, the reality is, is like, uh, to, to rent out the, you know, a theater at AMC is cost prohibitive. It's like, you know, right. it's like, you know, then, then no one's work gets seen, you know? And I think this way, let's keep it, more intimate and more friendly. And I think that's what everyone liked was like, Oh, it was great to like really talk to people and, well, and, and the people. drinking, you know, the, well, the, um, donations, you know, so, so we brought in, we brought in a couple beers and yeah. we had a couple beers. We had a, we had a blast and that is important to just have a good time, which is why I don't want to take it away. I mean, honestly, if it goes online, deal with it. It's just, it is what right. it is. You know, I, I'm yeah. as disappointed as you cause I won't get to, yeah. because it'll end yeah. up being more work for me yeah. And, for, yeah. and everyone will be disappointed, but it is, yeah. it is what it is. But I just, the whole thing is to have fun. Let's all, you know, so there's, you know, the blue comedy, let's get, I want people to go out and see that because there are, People who love very, I mean, I love dark comedies. I laugh. I mean, yeah. I, everything I watch is either comedy or murder. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, uh, uh, you know, not Mindhunter. What's the one I just watched? I just watched the Robert Durst one five years later. Right. Uh, As the, no, Robert Durst is... Um, the real estate guy from New York. Yeah, who, but he's not... He's No, The Staircase is the guy who pushes the wife. What's Robert Durst's documentary called? Uh, the, Jinx. Oh, Jinx, right, right. That was amazing. Yeah, that came yeah. out five years ago. Although, but I watched it because yeah, but famous. if you if you dive deep into the um, into the confession at the end, uh, it turns out that there might have been some editing in it. Uh, I yeah. Okay, so spoiler alert. Yeah. If you haven't oh. seen the jinx, well, but, uh, no, well but, I think I think I don't think that's five years. yeah, but I think very few people don't know that that's what made the jinx so amazing. The whole thing. But you and I know uh, that anytime you don't see someone on camera speaking, yeah. uh, you, I can kind of assume that they're editing it down. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, and obviously you're going to trim it because he could have been in the bathroom for 10 minutes, right? So they just take the bub a bub and they, yeah. and they yeah. you know, and that's what you do. I mean, that's production. Yeah. It's, it's the yeah. Wizard of Oz. This town is Oz. You know. Well, I do think, you know, along the lines of reality TV, I think documentaries, you know, when they're really well done are excellent. But at the end of the day, just as show business is about business, documentaries are about entertainment. Like, you know, you know, facts be damned. At the end of the day, right. they got to sell a product. I think uh, that's why, you know, Tiger King has been so interesting because it's been a very big phenomenon. But then if you just peel back a little bit of the layer, you're kind of like, uh you know, certain things don't make sense or certain things are sensationalized. Sure. Um, but, but which is hard, you know, but you have yeah. to, it's fun. Yeah, you way. have to. Well, but I give them all the credit in the world. I actually, in terms of my, what I listen to on podcasts, I always listen to real crime and I also <laughs> watch documentaries because they're so well crafted, you know? Yes. And, uh, they do have strong entertainment value. Um, did you watch McMillions? No, that's uh, next on my list. Okay. Don't spoil that for me. But I, okay. I know that it's a con with the mob guys, which is which is why I want to watch. Yeah, it. it's really slick. Like it's really well done. Like it, the production value is top notch, and it makes the story come alive. You know, and um, you know, in terms of podcasts, I always say so. Um, Tiger King was actually originally a pod, or there was a podcast on it that came out years ago. So I had listened to the huh. podcast a long time ago. So I knew the whole story. So when Tiger King came on, I was like, uh, I don't know if I'm going to watch it. I ended up watching a couple episodes, but kind of lost interest. But um, if you want really good uh, news, podcasts are where they're at because they have the tools and the time to investigate, which the media no longer does. You know, right. Yeah. So cookie cutter. these podcasts, like they're spending like years, you know, researching one thing and then they do, you know, eight hours on it. So it's incredibly in-depth. You know, um, and I think uh, we're seeing more and more podcasts being turned into uh, uh, TV. Um, yeah, this most likely this will happen. So once yeah. um, the good people, I've decided to go off network. <laughs> you know, I'm looking for kind of a, you know, uh, maybe HBO. Yeah, maybe, I haven't decided yeah. where I'm going to go, but I probably HBO. But I don't, I don't know. Maybe Netflix. H H I don't, I don't know. HBO might be too small for this. Yeah, that's not even TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I feel like you should think bigger. Like, you know how Eurovision has like all of Europe? Yes. You know, so like maybe <laughs> like Eurobrian. And yes. then it'd be, oh. it'd be every year, it'd be like Eurobrian 2020 and then Eurobrian 2021. You know? Hmm. I do, you know, I do have a friend who has his own cologne out. Maybe. Maybe I'll make my own cologne. What do you think? Yeah. What do you not? What do you think? I kind of want to make. Oh, I want to film that. That that would be a great. Well, we can't we can't leave the house, but a great. Uh, what do you call it? A great. Uh, is that I'm sure. I'm sure you our can, own colognes. I'm sure you can Google that, and they'll tell you exactly how to do it. Oh, so if you're watching, it's still, it's still the idea for Conan because that's yeah. that's that sounds like a great Conan like like a, a remote, like I said. But I would like to make my own cologne. Ooh, ooh, ooh. why not? Um, I, well, I, I wear the John Varvatos, the original one. So it's like, <laughs> you know, it's got a little, uh, the whole thing is like vanilla and old school leather. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, whatever. I think, I think your cologne should be called Brian by. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. How did you Brian, come up with that? And then Brian by Kylie Jenner. Okay. What would your three signature scents be? Three. Okay. That's easy. First of all, I love coconut. Okay. Yeah. Like all my soaps and everything, shampoo, everything's coconut. Paradise. Yeah. I like coconut. Um, I don't know if this would work. I also like curry. So that okay. might that's be a weird, but well, coconut curry, that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's still sweet. I can see it yeah. creamy. You got to add a little creamy, little cream to it. And then I actually need something more masculine. So I'll go with sandalwood for 500. Hmm. What is delicious? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that sounds, that actually sounds interesting. You know, like they, have those, curry with- they have those stores where you can make your own perfume. They're like little, they're like little laboratories. Perf- yeah. They're like, they're oh, usually, I have seen they're usually yeah. one in third street. Yeah. There's yeah. There's a huge one. There's a little okay. shop on third street and they're basically like, it's like a little lab and you get to pick what you want oh. and you make your own cologne. It's a remote. I want to do it. I probably, but you, got, but you got to be careful. You got to take notes because you don't want to create the perfect cologne and then not know what you did. Right. right? Can you imagine if you can you imagine if you had the perfect cologne and then be wait 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 was it three drops or how many you know Willy Wonka's secret recipe for the well, well, gobstopper well, well, I guess that's why you have it being filmed the whole time so that you you archive it that would be good I I, I I'd like to do that I would go let's see I might go like tobacco leather and vanilla. Tobacco, leather, and vanilla. Ugh. No, too much. I, too much. I have a strong aversion to. I have a strong aversion to tobacco. Mm. Like that, like that kind of wood, not sandalwood, but like a, oh, like a wood tone. Yeah, more like, or like campfire, like that. That smell from the yeah. campfire. Yeah, yeah, that I like. You know, the thing with tobacco. Do you smoke? Uh, I smoke. Uh, I smoke a pipe, like an old man. I used to smoke cigarettes. Uh, oh, seriously. Yeah. Did your parents smoke? No, not. My father quit right around when I was born. So my parents huh. were a smoker. So why did you start smoking? Just to be cool? Uh, it was a horrific breakup. And, and I, you just I, picked up a cigarette. Well, I mean, I, smoke, I think, uh, like, I had had a couple in my 20s for fun. Like, you know, uh-huh. like, you drink, you have them, and not really whatever. And then... I was just having one of those kind of moments in life and I bought a pack and I, and that was it for like huh. a year. But then I quit cold Turkey. I was just like, so I went from a pack. I was just, it was like a, it was like a moment in which I needed this kind of stress, you know, yeah. like self medication thing. Uh, but I've smoked a, like an old man pipe for, for years, but wow. I didn't smoke very long. No, I think it's interesting because like I, my dad, was a chain smoker, you know, from the day I was born to the day he died, like literally. And it was funny. It wasn't until we were like teenagers that we realized how much he smoked because we were looking through our family photo albums and <laughs> literally every photo he had a cigarette. He never did not have a cigarette. And so I have a very strong aversion to cigarette smoke, you know? And, yeah, I don't um, like a cigarette smoke either, but pipes yeah. people like. I mean, I can smoke a pipe and... Uh, the stuff Maybe okay. it's well, similar. Not, not the English pipes. Yeah, I'm telling you, they're aromatic. They're aromatic pipes. Oh, like the fruity ones. Yes, yeah. That yeah. that's what I smoke. I mean, I I can't. I'm not down with heavy latakia. Yeah. Everybody's no, like, it is. It is interesting because I feel like if you if you have parents that smoke, you it, either embrace it or you run from it. You know, like there's no middle ground. And then I think it's the same with alcohol. You know, if your parents are heavy drinkers. You either embrace it or you like. Yeah, it's, you it's know. the gene. Yeah, but I, I mean, I didn't like. I said I didn't smoke for very long. It was like I smoked throughout like the twenties, but like fake smoke, like you know, occasionally, and then it, then there was like a little stretch. But that's that that was it. But I've been smoking a pipe. Well, you probably weren't that it addicted or or. or oh, I definitely did. Once did? I realized, I I could definitely tell the the difference because when you smoke a pipe or a cigar you're getting you're getting the nicotine right yeah that's but with the cigarettes i mean it's like it's just not the same 
I mean, they're just, it's just dirtier. I mean, every cigarette is 25% old cigarette to begin with, Yeah. you know, and, and the chemicals, they, you know, that's why pipe tobacco and, and, and cigar smokers, you're really just smoking that and they may put a slight flavor on it, right. but they don't have the chemicals like the cigarettes that really make you, I mean, I remember oh, waking oh, up the, at three o'clock in the morning and oh, yeah. eating one. Wow. But it was also stress, you know, a lot of stress that was going on. And it was also simultaneous of a, of a big project. You know, it was like things were no, crazy. I think, and I was I smoking think, for the project too. So it was just kind of a natural, like on camera. Yeah. So and I think smokers, uh, it's very uh, behavioral, you know, like people who smoke know how to smoke. Like the, the, the little, you know, nuances of smoking they really embrace it you know it becomes part of their character you know yes um it's it's it, you know if you're an actor and you 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 need to smoke you can tell if someone's not a real smoker yeah. you know it's, if you watch all the flesh allison <laughs> um allison bills the way she holds a cigarette she she'd have it you could tell she never smoked a day in her yeah, life. yeah 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 because she like it was like how you would comedically hold a cigarette right, versus right. like actually right. Right. Like how, how, how you think someone would smoke. Yeah. And it was you know, always slightly just not how you'd hold yeah. it. Cause you could like, yeah. and, and also, so and smokers have their own like personality to smoking, you know, like the way yeah. they, you know, and but, they're, uh, they're really are right. They're cigarette. I mean, obviously there's weed, right. And hookah, but you know, the three are going to be, you know, your cigarettes, your pipe and your cigars. And as a pipe smoker, they are really, they're like, Pipe smokers are like old white guys who go to Harbor Freight and have like chinos on and yeah. beer, you know. And yeah. um, I love I love the smell of a pipe. I mean, uh, I go through. I smoke them too much. I'm actually out now, and uh, so I've I withdraw. But people seem to like it a lot more. But cigars, people hate the smell of, and cigarettes. I don't like the smell of cigarettes. I mean, and the thing when you're smoking cigarettes, you don't smell. Right. You don't know. You, you yeah. don't. I mean, you know, but. In your mind, oh, right. you you can't smell it, right? You can't smell right. it. So, but you forget right. that you know. I remember I once I was stressed. I went out to my parents. I went to the parking lot and had a cigarette during this whole thing. I came back oh, and, and they they busted you. No, they didn't. But it was like this whole grown man pretending I didn't just stressfully get up and have a cigarette and return. You know, but uh, but I just quit. Maybe, I don't care about that. Smoking a pipe is kind of a contemplative experience you're there's a there's something to it right you take out the yeah. briar if you smoke briar and you have different pipes and so it's like a different experience so you can pick which pipe you want and pick which tobacco you want so with a cigarette you're just like right larry right. about that but the pipe, pipe, pipe is very ceremonial yes right the war and peace pipes yeah which is uh yeah. tolstoy's plumber hey no <laughs> so stupid <laughs> That was Tolstoy? Who wrote War and Peace, right? Tolstoy? No. Who was that? Was it? Yeah. I don't know. I, I only got through the war part. I just... Yeah, I never... Up. We never I got up. to when they, when they yeah. figured it out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think um, reading would be a good thing to do. You know, it's like when this all started. So I've been in self-isolation for, let's see, 21, 22, 23. This is wow. my 20, 25th day. And it's funny because you do start out thinking like, uh, I'll get some stuff done and you get very ambitious. And it's like, yeah, but I mean, I think my sense of time is very altered. So it's like my day is my day, but it's a different sense of day. And like, I'll look up, I'm like, oh my God, it's 4.30. Like, you know, I have no idea. Yeah, I was like, it seems like it's 11, you know? So I think it's hard, you know? And I think we are suffering from a little bit of stress regardless of whether we know it or not, but all work you know, and I'm, no play. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to be more productive and, and tackle some of the things that, uh, ambitions I did, you know, reading is a good thing. You know, I have so many books that I would love to read and, uh, I did start something and I nixed it because I don't think it was a good thing. I was like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to rewatch game of Thrones. And so I started with, uh, episode one, <laughs> uh, season one. And, it got immediately too intense because I think I know everything that's going to happen. Right. So like every little thing I was like, ah, oh, Cersei, ah, oh, you know, like every little thing I like fast forward to all the drama and like, and, 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 and pain and everything. So I found it immediately too intense. Too much though, for right yeah, now. It was it's too not... much. And I was like bad environment. So I was like, I got to switch to, I got to stick to making the cut. 
or yeah, wall of flesh or yeah or, something know. well something positive yeah, is, yeah. Is, is important i mean because you know yeah. at the end of the day we're all tamping it down a little bit i think you know there's a certain you know, we don't know what's going to happen and uh yeah. we might as well have a you know have a good time and watch yeah things and, and it gives us an opportunity to catch up because you know this you know this thing with you and i right here is is a is a beautiful moment because of it there's something positive so we can make positive things we can yeah we can talk film we can talk comedy we can create content we can um we can still move forward in a positive way and uh you know and hopefully that you and i for during sure. this experience got to not think about impending doom for a moment and uh and and once this is over we can go back to ignoring each other yeah no, no, we're going out for that. We're going out for the. We're going, <laughs> when this is all over, I, I definitely want to have some sort of like giant barbecue party or whatever. You know, it's just like the the after corona, and we'll want well, a beer, whatever. Well, well you're you're going to the annual film festival uh, conference, aren't you? Film festival director conference, aren't you? You got the invite. Let me tell you what. I don't think I'm allowed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. Like, no, is it not not no. AFM. Is it? No, I, I'm kidding. I know nobody. Nobody calls me. They won't let me in the DGA. I don't know what that's about. They won't. They said you don't deserve it. You know, we really? saw the movie. No, uh, kidding. I think it's all about you. Just have to apply and pay the money. Well, what's the point right now? There's no yeah. projects. Uh, yeah. uh, maybe I don't know. I'll have to maybe save it for food and shelter. But Ray, my man, thank you for your time. Wow, wait, I appreciate it. Has it been seven hours already? It's been an hour and two minutes. Oh, oh I thought this was going to be longer. No. Oh, we, we could. Well, I don't know. No, I'm kidding. I'll go seven I hours. I things to do. I don't. Brian, I, got I have nothing but time. But um, thank you for your time. And then, oh, which I always forget to do until this very thing, because people uh-huh. have stopped listening, is your social media shout outs or whatever you want to promote or anything for you. Uh, just, I mean, not. You'll find me. <laughs> if it, if, if, <laughs> I'll put the things in the description. We got if you. They, if they want to find me, they'll find me. There you go. Right? I'm not that, you know, hidden. Okay. Thanks, then, Brian. Yeah. All right. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Okay, you. Bye. All right, bye. See you soon.